Welcome to Future Curious from Nesta, the podcast that predicts the future by talking to those who are creating it. Hello, I'm Tiernan Duyev, and it's the last episode of the season, but don't worry, while you might not have this podcast to look forward to in the coming weeks until we return, it is also the day of reveal for Nesta Predicts 2020. So that means you'll get to hear on this episode all the other things you can get excited about as soon as you've finished singing the only few words to Old Lang Syne that you can remember. Every year, the Nesta team work out what the next anim may bring, but are they any good at it? Well, if you've listened to the trailer for this episode, you'll know there's a reason the famous foreseer was called Nesta Damas. Okay, he wasn't, but in 2017, Nesta did predict the emergence of meat-free meat as a trend, and has it? Well, not a sausage. Well, by that I mean it has, it's just it's a meat-free sausage. In 2018, they said we'd see a rise of AI artists, and later that year, Christie's sold its first AI art for nearly half a million pounds. So move over, Banksy, my printer has dreams. And in 2019, Nesta predicted the rise of deepfakes as a political tool, and this year has seen an awful lot of that. But I promise this is definitely me doing this. I promise. So what does 2020 hold? Well, as you'll hear, there'll be drones taking the jobs of fireworks because it seems the art world wasn't enough for them. We're going to take control of our eco-anxiety, though hopefully not warming to it, and we'll learn to hide from AI, you know, in case it wants to paint our portrait or take us to a fire drone display. So are you ready? Here are the Nesta Predicts 2020. Say hello to your digital twin a virtual version of you built from your digital footprint. This virtual you can live out possible futures for you, so you don't have to make any changes in your real life until you're sure which path to take. We predict in 2020 there will be an outbreak of silly walks. In 2020, surveillance technology that can identify people from the way they walk will lead to an outbreak of Monty Python-style silly walks. We predict data sharing around the menstrual cycle will become more open, meaning more medical professionals and researchers will be able to use this data to develop new approaches to improve women's health. The new voting system that could save our democracy is quadratic voting. In 2020, we predict that quadratic voting will help to restore trust in democracy. In 2020, a new breed of trade unions will re-establish a strong voice for workers. They'll champion the uptake of new technologies which empower workers and make jobs fairer, more inclusive and more fulfilling. How to defend yourself from digital assassination. As more people become aware of digital assassination, it will develop from a product bought by a few high-profile and wealthy individuals to something that will become increasingly affordable for normal people. Fireworks have their final big bang. In 2020, drone swarms will increasingly be used for popular entertainment instead of fireworks. In 2020, the UK education system will finally refocus on broader skills and creativity to prevent a lost generation. Eco-anxiety will help us save the planet. People will overcome a chronic fear of environmental doom by taking action. In 2020, we will start to see the consequences of cashlessness. Growing ATM deserts that make it hard to get hold of cash and the emergence of whole swathes of the country and the economy where you can't even spend it. Thanks, team. To find out a bit more about what these mean, I'm going to hand you over to our Nesta prediction experts, who are currently in the Nesta Futures bunker in a top-secret location. Take it away. Thank you, Tunan. I'm Tris Dyson. And I'm Vicky Selleck. 
And we're here in Nesta's prediction bunker, as Tiernan said. It's the 12th of December 2019, and as it happens, it's election day here in the UK. But we want to look forward to a different set of possibilities for 2020. We've made some predictions. Tris, which one caught your eye? Well, I mean, quite a few of them did, Vicky. But I think the one that I thought was quite interesting was around around education uh, and rote learning and and the idea that too many of our children are being uh, educated through just like through memorizing things and there's a lack of uh, education through creativity and preparing themselves for this new economy and for the new the new world and that in 2020 there's going to be a backlash against that and I'd like to see that myself. Yeah, and I think we've seen a bit of a backlash, haven't we, against how much data is being taken from us in 2019. People Mm. much more conscious what their apps have on them. And one of our predictions is actually people really take control of the data that they're giving to apps about their menstrual cycles, about their hormones, so that they're in charge of that data, much better able to predict uh, what might happen, uh, how they might feel, their behaviours and their moods, and therefore employers might be able to uh, give you know special time off or dispensation or uh, people might be able to plan and predict their month a little better it's also related to that the idea around digital twins where you'll come up with your your sort of digital persona that can i can... cope with two of you tris i oh, don't know well, uh, three four um <laughs> I, but it, you can uh, you can try out you know uh, a new job or or a new uh, health regimen and it, it can help you think through the consequences and whether they're good or they're bad i, I like that idea but I think maybe there's concern around that the, we're also at this threat of being under cyber attack, aren't we? Which is a sort of a negative of the new digital economy as well. And uh, the idea that we're going to be increasingly under attack, digital assassinations and that sort of thing. But maybe in 2020, we'll start to see mitigation through insurance. So we'll be able to protect ourselves from it, perhaps. It'll be interesting to see as well whether people start walking in different ways. One of the things we've seen in the last few years is the rise of security cameras, CCTV, tracking you. You can now uh, spot people 50 metres away using facial recognition technology. And of course, there was a big uh, public outcry about that in King's Cross this year. We've seen in Hong Kong people using disguises so that those cameras can't spot them as easily during the protests. But actually, this technology, which isn't new, gate analysis, being able to spot how someone walks and therefore being able to identify them. We think those two things will come together this year. I'm, I'm really interested in that. The idea that a, a camera will look at your face and another one at your walk and be able to spot you from a distance. And in the same way as perhaps you might take out digital insurance to protect yourself, maybe actually you'll also start to walk differently so that you have some anonymity in the public sphere. So that's why you've been practising funny walks around the office. That's right. <laughs> One of our big predictions, of course, is about uh, drones. This is one of your areas of specialty, Tris. Why don't you tell us more? Well, I I love this one. This is that fireworks are bad for the environment. They cause a lot of injury, uh, a lot of hospital admissions, cause a lot of stress, particularly to animals and pets. And actually, drones are getting more and more exciting in terms of creating these beautiful visual displays as they swarm around. And we think in 2020... Uh, that actually they're going to start to become more responsive to crowds and they're going to be much more, start to replace firework displays, which I think would be 
really quite thrilling. This is quite brilliant, isn't it? I remember watching the 2018 Winter Olympics in Seoul. A very impressive drone display creating a pattern in the sky. But I guess the technology is now there to go one further, for the drones to talk to one another, respond to the dynamics of the crowd and actually operate as a swarm. I think that really feels like the future is here. I agree. I agree. But also, it feels like we're going to need a new a new kind of trade union. That's one of the predictions for all these emerging technologies, the job market changing, um, and people working in the gig economy, and the unions of old are maybe a little bit outdated. And I think this prediction around new trade unions is quite exciting as well. It'll be interesting to see what they might look like. Yeah, and presumably these trade unions there to protect the one in five workers who we think jobs will change due to automation. It definitely feels like a trend we're not talking enough about, as does actually the move towards using your credit and your debit card over cash. Now, that's not new, uh, but I think in 2020, we're predicting that actually cash may well dry up. There'll become deserts where you can't use cash uh, in a bar or a supermarket or a shop. Uh, And of course, that really most disproportionately affects the vulnerable. A little bit like automation. The nervousness here is that it isn't the early adopters, it isn't those people in high power or high tech jobs, but actually the most vulnerable that get left behind with technological changes. Yes, it has a big effect on people's mental health and well-being and it could be a real problem, I think, definitely. Speaking Uh, of which, eco-anxiety is on the rise. Well, yeah, that's. I mean, that's another prediction as well, which is that we're all increasingly concerned about the environment and that for some people this is leading to quite acute eco-anxiety where people are incredibly stressed and very uh, upset about the possible future. And so I think this prediction that in 2020 doctors might start to prescribe eco-action to people suffering from eco-anxiety is an interesting one, isn't it, I think? Absolutely. And we know from our work at Nesta that social prescribing is so important. You spend eight hours a year with a medical clinician. Yet if you have a long-term condition, there are many thousands of other hours in the year. And what you eat, who you talk to, how you operate, that has a great uh, impact on your condition. So if you are suffering from stress, anxiety, depression, really important that you take collective action. You join a choir. And in this case, if it's eco-anxiety, perhaps you go out and plant trees with other people, go out and become a demonstrator so that you you can see the effect uh, of your work but also you're doing it with other people that sounds very interesting today is also election day it is Uh, we shouldn't say anything about the outcome of the elections we don't know Um, and indeed we don't have a crystal ball so we we can't necessarily predict what will happen (laughs) but there's this prediction that that this sort of around the world i think there's or in many of the advanced countries there's a bit of a disillusionment about how we vote and how people are represented. And I think this prediction is quite interesting around how we might start to look at different ways of voting in the future. And there might be a sort of new systems and models of voting that's quite interesting. That's right. We've long had the argument that first-past-the-post voting doesn't really work for us, but uh, a referendum uh, earlier this decade ruled out an alternative. But we're, we're starting to experiment at Nesta and seeing other people do so with other ways of voting. So quadratic voting sounds very exciting, doesn't it? <laughs> but essentially, you're given five votes instead of one. And you can choose to put those all behind a single candidate, or you can spread them more evenly if you want. And we think that that approach will lead to people being given much more power locally to be able to choose the uh, causes and candidates that they want. And I guess you get a better representation that better reflects how people feel. 
So people often have a preference for one party, but they like policies from others as well. And you get a better mix, I suppose, with that type of approach. Exactly. And it's it's the prediction I'm most excited about because we have a genuine crisis in democracy at the moment. People are worried uh, that their institutions, not just the politicians they don't trust, but now that their institutions aren't representing them. And we can and must do something differently in 2020. Look forward to it. What do you think? Did we get them right? Is there anything that surprised you on this list? Well, you can join in the conversation on social media. The hashtag is Nesta Predicts. Thank you so much for joining me for season two of Future Curious from Nesta. This is the last episode of the series, so let me just check my Nesta crystal ball. And yes, I foresee that you'll have an excellent 2020 filled with innovation and at some point even more brilliant Future Curious podcasts. Speaking of which, we'd love to know what you think of the show and the ideas you have for our next season. You can contact us at futurecurious@nesta.org.uk, and we'd genuinely love to hear from you. We've also got you an end-of-year present. You can get £10 off tickets to Nesta's Future Fest by using the code CURIOUS when you buy your ticket. Future Fest 2020 takes place on Friday 20th of March 2020, funnily enough, all day and into the night in East London. You can find out all the details at futurefest.org. And if you scroll back in our feed, you can hear Steve, Mariam and Kajel chatting about what's happening in our survival kit for the future episode. Future Curious has been produced by Sarah Reardon, Sonia Fode, and lots of their wonderful colleagues at Nesta and has been presented by me, Tian and Duyeb. Whatever you predict for 2020, have a very, very happy new year. Bye for now. <laughs> <laughs>